Hello, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Solana here with us today. How are you? Hi, Harrison. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Where are you calling in from today? In New York, New York City. Awesome. Have you been here the whole time throughout the 2020? I have. What a challenging year. <laughs> what a year to be HR or people professional, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> Definitely. So today we're going to be talking about employee engagement surveys. But I would love to get the audience more familiar with you. Tell us who you are and what you do. I'm Solana, Solana Sitar Boim. I'm Kiwi Partners HR Services Officer. I provide HR consulting services to the nonprofit community and for-profit startups. A little bit more about my background. I'm originally from Argentina, where I started my career in HR. I have lived in New York for the last 80 years. I did my master's in HR management and development here in New York, and I'm also ACHR certified. My team and I work on a variety of HR initiatives, including improving staff engagement. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy to be here today and share some of my experience with employee engagement surveys. Awesome. Let's get right to it. What is the importance of employee engagement surveys? I think most people are kind of familiar with these surveys now. You get a small little questionnaire once every quarter, once every month, whatever it may be. But why are they important? Employee engagement surveys are a great tool, but they need to be used effectively. This is a key part of our conversation today. They allow companies to understand the satisfaction, what the root causes of people's concerns may be, where their dissatisfaction is coming from. They can also help assess the effectiveness of organizational policies and organizational changes. They can predict behavior, measure morale, increase retention. So, for example, in a survey, we can see if teams are aligned and committed to organizational goals, Mm. how supported they feel with their managers, how valuable they think their work is in an overall organizational structure. They also allow us to see trends over time when we do them consistently. Also, surveys can provide a roadmap to shift our focus or our investment to what employees think are needed the most. So, for example, many times in in HR, we see a disconnect between leadership and staff. Organizations may think that they need to offer a particular benefit that is going to be valuable to their teams. And when we go ahead and ask the teams what they think is more valuable from the benefits package, they may want something else. They may value something different. Mm -hmm. So something as simple as running these decisions by staff can ensure that organizational funds are used effectively. Right. So it creates more kind of transparency. It creates mm-hmm. a feedback loop for the leadership mm-hmm. to make decisions, more data-driven decisions for their employees. Yeah. So one of the things that we looked at was one study found that up to 30% of employees think that surveys had little value. In your opinion, why is that percentage so high? Or what do you think is potentially driving that percentage? Yeah, the number doesn't surprise me. Unfortunately, many employees do not see their feedback has any value or that nothing is done with their suggestions. Right. Therefore, they may not see that surveys or even participating in surveys has any value. 
survey design and communication can help with this. However, I think that the most important part in, in resolving this is what organizations do with information they collect. Most companies believe that the purpose of a survey is to measure morale and measure engagement. Hmm. But really, the purpose is to improve engagement by using the feedback. So from leadership perspective, even before sending out a survey, they should have clear goals established. They should be willing to accept and act upon the results. Many organizations tend to put all their time and effort into deciding and administering the survey, and they totally forget that incorporating feedback and, more importantly, communicating the progress that they made as a result of the feedback is the critical part. Right. That absolutely makes sense. And it's funny because, you know, some of the responses that you get, you know, maybe there's some issue with some part of the organization and it's always interesting to me because the problem is probably likely worse, right? Than what people are responding it to because a lot of people tend to soften their punches or their feedback uh, when it comes to these, even if it's anonymous. So how can organizations conduct these surveys more effectively? What have you seen that's worked really well? I really like poll surveys because they are short mm. and they are targeting a particular topic. I also think that surveys need to be easy to respond. We do want some open-ended questions. We want to hear people out in their own words, but we also want to avoid survey fatigue, which mm-hmm. happens when some of our respondents in the middle of the survey Correct. get done. You know, I'm done with the survey. It's taking too long. I don't want to complete it. So I touched on this quickly before, but we want to be able to assess the same areas over time mm-hmm. and be able to produce comparable reports. So we want to ask similar multiple questions or ratings over time. So if you do an annual survey, you may want to have the same questions every year because you mm-hmm. want to be able to do this kind of analysis where you can compare year after year what your team is thinking. Another thing that may sound obvious, but we have seen it, is organizations should avoid using absolutes or in, in questions such as always or never or avoid adding their opinions right. when those opinions may lean the question in one direction. For example, how effective was our stellar leadership in communicating the financial picture? <laughs> yeah. um, right? You're trying to get a specific answer there. I also think that you may want to seek employee feedback before conducting the survey. And I know many may think, what? Is it a survey after before the survey? I'm not saying that, but if your organization hasn't had high participation in surveys before, you may want to have an employee committee or run mm-hmm. your questions or topics through a couple of people in your organization and see if you can get help with right. the issues, the questions you are going to ask to make sure that the topics are relevant. I also think we need to be creative. We need to make it fun. I've seen organizations giving out prizes. Like if we reach mm-hmm. 90% participation, everyone is going to get this gift card or this. So make it fun. Make it, we need to be creative if, if we want all, all staff to participate. And lastly, I would say you want to make these surveys anonymous. You want people to feel comfortable right. providing their feedback, but also you want to customize your questions for different levels of your staff. You may ask different questions or, or tweak your questions depending if you are asking an associate versus a director, right? 
So feel free to customize your questions depending on your audience. Yeah, that makes sense. And when it comes to poll surveys, I think this is a pretty popular method of running engagement surveys, especially for smaller companies these days that are kind of getting started with engagement surveys for the first time. How long should they be and how frequent should they run it? You know, what are some of the best practices that you've seen? I would say a poll survey should take really five minutes to only five questions. And you should do it often. You can even do it monthly. You could do it every couple of months or when something happens, when you did a, a change in your policies, when you are going through a lot of change, you may want to do it more often versus times where you are focused on something else and policies or changes are not that drastic. You may want to wait four or five months until you do it again. Is something big happening? Are you changing your benefits, your payroll provider, your performance management structure? Those are the times where you want to get constant feedback. Gotcha. So once you've got the surveys already, right, you've got the comparable data, hopefully, from similar questions. How can organizations utilize this survey data effectively? And how should the response rate factor in when they're looking at this data? Good question. Data should be analyzed by an objective party. And it could Mm. be HR, or sometimes you want to have an external voice administering the survey, especially when trust may be an issue in your organization. Right. You also want to convert the data into graphics when presenting them to leaders or to even your staff. You want to look at comments, but you cannot spend so much time into the detail. You want to focus on the big picture. You want to focus on the trends. Right. I also suggest having multiple people analyzing the results. If you are a small team of two HR people or a small organization, you may want to have a broad range of perspectives looking at the data. You may see that people interpret it differently or may have different ideas. You can also segment your results, especially if your organization is large or spread out. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how different teams respond differently? You, you may want to know how different demographics respond differently. This can provide even more data. For example, how do working parents feel? Or what about staff who have been the organization for less than a year versus people who have been with us for five years or more? I also think that you need to benchmark your results, not only against organizations similar to yours in industry, geographic, or size, but it is also important to benchmark the results against your own data. I I would say don't feel discouraged by benchmarking the results against organizations like yours. That's why it's important to also benchmark against what you've done before, what you've done last year, because you want to see the progress, and the progress is measured against your particular challenges. And going back to the last part of your question, response rates depend on your particular organization size, culture, survey practices. However, you do need to ensure you have good representation of your team, levels, demographic departments, because you need to ensure that the data you're looking at represents your team views. I've had this issue before where the client didn't have enough representation in that survey. And I actually suggested, let's open up the survey again. Let's see if we can reach out to more staff. Let's ask managers to do their part and encourage participation. 
Mm-hmm. Think about making it fun, right? Maybe the first round you let everyone answer. If you don't get enough responses, you offer some prizes. You know, that's yeah. when you look at being creative here. I would say it is best to wait than to analyze and apply partial results. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And when you talk about the generation, the different departments, you know, getting that second level data, I think that's actually really helpful because even if you have call it 75% response rate, which seems pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say the 25% that didn't respond is one particular group, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, call it millennials. And in order for you to make a proper decision, especially if it actually relates to millennials in any way, you want to make sure that you get enough coverage across all Mm -hmm. different aspects. One thing that you mentioned was around survey fatigue. (laughs) Especially nowadays, I think a lot of people are just sick of watching their screen all the time. And I'm sure the number of surveys have gone up in many organizations in the last nine, 10 months or so. What are some ways that companies and organizations can avoid survey fatigue? Is there anything other than reducing the frequency that Mm -hmm. might be helpful? We talked about survey design. It is important. How many open-ended questions do you have? How long does it take to, to complete the survey? I actually think that you can also avoid survey fatigue by creating a culture of feedback, becoming mm. comfortable sharing the results with staff, being transparent with what you have to change, what you do well. Don't become defensive when presenting your results. All these things in the long run will avoid that survey fatigue as well. Timing is also crucial. We want to avoid conducting surveys on high stress periods when your organization is making substantial changes because the results may provide unrealistic pictures or employee satisfaction, or employees may not even want to take the time to answer because their mind is somewhere else. You have to have an atmosphere of trust. Otherwise, surveys can do more harm than good. I think all these things in the long run will create a culture of survey that I was talking about where employees want to be asked and feel that their suggestions are valuable and as a resulting avoiding that survey fatigue. Yeah. And from an employee perspective, if you actually see the changes happening and your feedback being heard by the leadership, I think it can be super powerful. You would love it as an employee. So I agree with you. I think while it takes a little bit of time to get there, just starting from scratch, I think it's actually very, very powerful. So one last question for you, besides surveys, what other ways can leadership and organizations reach out to their employees for feedback? Great question. Conducting surveys are an amazing tool, but are not enough to ensure you have that culture where feedback is welcome. It really starts with building trust with the managers. Do employees feel safe and are they encouraged to speak up? Managers can build trust by putting in time to mm-hmm. make a connection being consistent, transparent, show competence, and doing what they say they will. Another way to reach out to employees for feedback is having employee committees. I think they are a great way in which employees can provide feedback to management in a timely fashion. Right. This can be formed by a group of diverse staff and structured in a way where there are specific goals to accomplish. Another way to allow for staff feedback are recurrent one-on-ones and team meetings. While this may be to keep track of employees' workload, to support their development, I think you can also use those meetings to run ideas or decisions by them. I've seen it done and it works 
pretty well. All managers reaching out to their team and saying, you know what, we are thinking about changing this policy. How would you feel about that? And getting the feedback before you make such decision. Including others is important. We should do less talking and let our employees express their feelings. And more importantly, doing so prior to providing hours so we don't cloud their judgment. So I hope some of these experiences and recommendations spike this community to transform the way they measure and improve engagement. There are others, but I think this could be a good first step. Thank you for that. These are really, really tactical and helpful pointers. One last fun question for you. Any fun plans for the holiday weekend? Any plans? My daughter is turning one year, so... Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So we'll see if we can do something at the park. Hopefully the weather allows it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Thank you for saying that. KiwiPartners.com. Our website has our information, links to some of the services we provide, how we support some of our clients in managing and improving engagement. So feel free to reach out. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to Working with People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thank you, Solana. Thank you.